Hey guys, so I have a quick question for you. Have you heard of Anchor? It's a free app that makes it super easy to start your own podcast. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so they can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Say You Think You're Iconic, the movie podcast where Kelly constantly has problems. Yeah, I changed locations and now everything has gone not well. No. Yeah, I have my uh, video turned off for this. Yeah, so, so if something in the background funny happens, I'll never know. You will never know unless I turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, how was your week? It was okay. I had a uh, moment this week where I was like, you know what? I could quit right now and be okay. <laughs> honestly, I think I may have quit. So you're stronger than I am. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, dealt with a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the uh, job searching is now very much in fuller force than it was before. I want out. Oh, I have like 10 job postings in my phone right now that I need to apply for. Wow, go off. Uh, let's see. As for me, this is just going to be me ranting. Um, mm -hmm. Many things made me very upset this week. And honestly, we need to go back into lockdown because people <laughs> are not doing well. First off, I saw an article that people caught the plague. Yeah. The, the plague. The plague. Time to go back in the house. Like, what year is it, y'all? Can we not... I thought we were better than this. Really time to go back in the house. I can't do this right now. And then to top it all off, every white celebrity is going around talking about how they don't bathe themselves or their children. And we wonder why COVID is still here. Or why it hasn't come earlier. Because mm -hmm. if you're not bathing regularly, I know you're not washing your hands. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why I keep hand sanitizer on me mm -hmm. if we see yeah. any of you celebrities out we will spray you down with hand sanitizer at least i'm gonna keep a giant bottle of lysol with me at all times and if i ever come up to uh ashton kutcher christian bell dax shepherd who else uh, um, jake gyllenhaal i'm yeah. spraying you down immediately that's on site on site what do, you, what do you mean you're waiting until you see dirt to start cleaning your... That's disgusting. That is disgusting. I and don't if, un understand that kind of mentality. And if anyone uses the rationale that cleaning yourself every day dries out your skin, have you never heard of lotion? Yeah. I mean, obviously you haven't. That's why you age like milk. But, you know, <laughs> lotion, please. Like I get the I get the uh, washing your hair every other day, but wash yeah. your damn body, please. Wash your body. You sweat. You touch things. You go outside. You're sweating at all times. Yeah, you play with your dog. You know, 
you do a bunch of stuff there's dirt on you it's one thing if you don't leave the house for the entire day mm-hmm. that's one thing mm-hmm. and then you just don't shower that night that's one thing yeah. um but you should never go more than two days without taking a shower ever in any situation ever mm-hmm. and um if you leave your house you need to take a shower I yeah I promise you you were sweat even if you don't feel like you were sweating you were sweating. you were yeah please go take a shower we're begging you I'm begging you but I'll I'll get off my soapbox now <laughs> your soap box <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> I have stuff to do today so like, okay. let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do let's do this let's go okay so this week we are sticking with the 90s movies and we are doing death becomes her so we start this movie out on broadway in 1978 and madeline ashton is in songbird fakest a, name i've ever heard in my entire life yeah the, it's a terrible um, musical name. <laughs> no wonder it did ter- terribly. Um, and we see people leaving the theater and totally hating on the musical and on Madeline herself. They were overreacting. It was they not, really were. It was not that bad. It was not. Just from the one song that we do see, it's not bad. It's not that bad. Was it annoying? Yes. But like, a was, little. It, was it, I'm leaving this broadway show i just paid probably hundreds of dollars to see right no right like some of these people that you see leaving they're leaving from the front row yeah those are expensive seats yes they are (laughs) do not even if i bought tickets to something like that and i had to get that close i am staying throughout the whole thing and then honestly was the show over or were people just leaving after that song uh, I don't know, because wasn't that the last song? I thought I, they like gave see, her a standing ovation. That, that I don't know, because the song was over, and then seemingly everyone just got up and left. So I didn't yeah. know if the show was over, or if the, just that song was like the tipping point and everyone left. Maybe it was like the end of the first act, and people are like, you know what, I'm not even going to stay for the second. Let's just oh, go. yeah, because there was no bows, there was no Mm-mm. nothing, so maybe... Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. But yeah, we see Madeline on stage singing a song from the musical. People are leaving still mid-performance or sleeping. And there is one couple with a man saying that Madeline is sensational. He looks like that serial killer from The Lovely Bones. He really does, though. I and I think it's the mustache. It's the mustache. It's Yeah, it's 100% it's the mustache. The mustache. <laughs> Like, I think if you shaved that off, he would have looked like a normal man. Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so after the the, uh, the performance of the song, said man, who said that Madeline was sensational, gives a standing ovation. So after the show, Madeline is in her dressing room. And after, I don't know if she's an assistant or a maid, because she seemingly does both her name is Rose, tells her that Helen Sharp and a man are there to see her. There's a knock at the door and Madeline dramatically rearranges herself before Rose lets her in. 
Helen and Madeline embrace like old friends before the man from earlier, whose name is Dr. Ernest Menville, enters and Helen introduces him as her fiance. Ernest tells her, tells Madeline how much he loved the show and I'm gonna just gonna call her mad for the sure. rest of this because I don't want to say Madeline the whole time. Sure. <clears throat> Mad recognizes him as the famous plastic surgeon. They both gush, gush about each other, but Helen says he has a thing for her and it shows. It really does. It does. He, does. he didn't even try to hide it. No, absolutely not. He did the weird like stare with like your eyes bugged out and like mouth kind of open and just like mm-hmm. breathe heavily. <laughs> If anybody does that to you guys, just just walk away immediately. <laughs> That's not normal. So Mad asks Helen about her writing thing, and Ernest tells her that she's a great writer. Mad then asks Ernest if she looks like she's starting to need him, and she really means plastic surgery. And he looks like so into her at that moment, <laughs> and Helen has to break it up. Matt asks if they have a wedding date and Helen and Ernest give different answers. Yeah, she's like, yeah, we do. He's like, no, no, yeah. no nothing, nothing set in stone. Yeah, I don't like, think mm. we've got we've got a couple of dates in mind, but we haven't really you yeah. know, set the date. You know, really. anything, anything could happen. <laughs> we then see Ernest performing some kind of surgery when Mad stops by with flowers and champagne. We then flash to Helen, who is upset that Ernest went to dinner with Mad. I would have been upset too. Right, same. It was like, I told you I don't like her. Why are you going out to dinner with her? Right, right. And like, it's not just a business dinner. You know that. Yeah. You know that. If it was a business dinner, she would have called your office, not shown up with flowers and champagne. No, there, no, there, no one goes on a business dinner to get advice on plastic surgery. That's not a mm-hmm. thing. You mm-hmm. go into his office, you make an appointment. Right. That's right. that's how you do it. Right. So Ernest tells her it was just a business dinner, but Helen thinks otherwise because Mad has stolen men from her before. It admits that she took him to see Mad as a test and begs him not to fail. Why is she friends with her? I honestly have no idea. I think it's one of those, like, I know one person from, like, my old high school or whatever, and, like, we've somehow latched onto each other and we can't let go now. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. I, I don't know how that stealing, goes. Her stealing one of her boyfriends is terrible, but, like, that's, Multiple? Something, that's something I could let slide. Yeah. Like, sure like you can't help who you fall in love with mm-hmm. but if that happens more than once oh no Mm-mm. we're not friends anymore there's something going on there. there's something going on there there's some deep-rooted jealousy going on there and i don't insecurity like yeah. something ernest then reassures her that he wants nothing to do with mad <laughs> i screamed see- <laughs> i screamed we then see a wedding taking place between Mad and Ernest. <laughs> I would burn down that church with everyone inside of it, including myself. The fact that Helen didn't do that. The fact that Helen strange. went to the wedding. Exactly. Is Why would she go? Me. That's that's a glutton for punishment, right? Yeah, there. I would have killed them both and happily went to jail mm-hmm. with a smile on my face every single day I'm in there. Right. 
So Helen has come to the wedding and we see her coming down from the top of the church and she's wringing a handkerchief so hard that she draws blood from her hands. It's not possible, but okay. It's not, yeah. <laughs> you can give yourself a, a maybe a tiny bird on your hand, but not blood. No. So seven years pass and we see a bigger woman with multiple cats that turns out to be Helen. I literally wrote, oh no, Helen. <laughs> sweetie we, we no, don't we don't, we don't do that we don't do that we don't <laughs> we don't we don't get fed after a heartbreak we get revenge bodies right you you can get you can adopt cats that's yeah. fine that's fine just two is the max know, take care of yourself and your apartment yes please or get help please <laughs> yes she's i don't know what she's eating from a can but it looks like to be some type of cream i'm not sure yeah it could be whipped cream maybe maybe i don't know but she takes a can of cream from the cupboard and she goes to watch tv when helen's landlord comes by to give her her final eviction notice which she ignores to watch helen die on tv multiple times which Mm -hmm. screams uh mental unwellness (laughs) yes like she needs to be in a psych ward immediately Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, (laughs) so the police are there with the landlord and they break in to arrest her and she fights to watch uh, um, Mad die on TV again. Helen is is in a group therapy session in a psychiatric hospital and the psychologist asks if she'd like to talk about anything. And eventually Helen says that she wants to talk about Mad, which sets off the other women in the ward. The psychologist drags Helen to her office and says, after six months of therapy, there's no change in Helen with her weight or her mental health. You know you're down bad when your therapist starts yelling at you. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're you know right. you know, you are at rock bottom when your therapist has to sit you down and yell at you. Right. Like, because you've I'm, broken your therapist. I'm, con- I'm convinced that's what really, like, gave her her light bulb moment. That's what she, what she was like, oh. Probably. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised. She's like, it's like that now. Yeah, okay, right. Okay, let me fix myself. I'm so sorry. Right. So the person who, like, has to help me as her job cannot help me. So, yeah. you know what? <laughs> Maybe let's rethink some life choices. Right. <laughs> Did she rethink them well? No. No, absolutely not. But, you know, what happens, happens. It ha- yeah. <laughs> so the therapist tells Helen that for her to move past Mad, she has to totally forget about her and eliminate her from her mind, which catches Helen's attention. After another seven years... We're in Beverly Hills and a delivery has shown up to Mad and Ernest's house. A maid brings up food and wakes up Mad, who is covered in bandages from a recent plastic surgery. Rose, the maid, reassures Mad by Mad herself, telling her to tell her that she looks very, she looks younger every day (laughs) before handing her her breakfast with tickets to Helen's book party. Mad opens it and reads the title of her book, Forever Young, and laughs at it and her. Mad then asks where Ernest is because his side of the bed is perfectly made and Rose tells her that he slept upstairs. Ernest is passed out in front of the TV and Rose shuts off his pager that's been beeping and wakes him up to a Bloody Mary and some medicine. Helen dodged a bullet. She she really did. This man is a drunk now and an embalmer. 
Yeah. Like he's life. not even a he's not even like a full fledged doctor anymore. Like he's working on dead bodies. Life went downhill very quickly. Very quickly. How they're still able to live this lifestyle on an embalmer's salary, I'll never know. Right. Like I get that he works on celebrities, but maybe not just celebrities, but like how much does that cost? It can't cost much. <laughs> Yeah, it can't cost as much as what they're making it out to be. Because the house in this movie, if you haven't seen it, is very beautiful. Yeah, they have land plus a huge house. Mm -hmm. And like wait staff. Come on. Yeah. There must be some mob money in there somehow. Yeah, there has to be. So he wakes up and asks if quote unquote it is up and Rose tell him that it is in the bath. And she also tells him his pager has been beeping from Mr. Franklin. Ernest is on his way out when he runs into Matt and you can tell why he's been sleeping away from her. She like tears him apart immediately (laughs) the second they see each other. It's not a healthy marriage. Let's just say that. And she's bitter because it's been 14 years and she's aged 14 years. Like, yeah, (sighs) the problem's not with him. It's with her. Yeah. So Ernest shows up to a mortuary with Mr. Franklin there and tells him that Aranda Reeves has died. He drowned in his hot tub while making love to his 18-year-old fiance from Cuba. Disgusting. First of all, he deserved what he got. Yeah. Because if he didn't die, what is it, jail? He's very bloated and has an uncharacteristically happy expression on his face that he wants Ernest to change. Matt has How shown long was up. he dead? I don't know. Because I feel like if they had just moved his mouth immediately after he died, it would have been yeah. Did they wait like a couple of hours until he went into rigor mortis and was like, oh, he's smiling. Right, because if he died with his fiancée there, she should have like immediately been like, whoa, wait. Right. 911, we need help. So Matt has shown up for an appointment at some salon spa don't exactly yeah, know don't where. know what it was <laughs> we didn't even see the front of the building we just no. see her walk in and say she has an appointment <laughs> she has an appointment with anna who she says to give her the works because she has an important party that night while they're on their way to mad's room we see a woman open one of the other doors and we see a machine with red liquid being pumped into a man on a circular yeah, like what was that bed i don't know like if this happened in like 2018, I would be like, "Oh, that's a vampire facial." I don't yeah, know right. what that was. Yeah, me neither. And there was a lot of whatever that is going into him. Yeah, is Maybe that I... how is that how rich people are living? Because that's scary. Yeah, y'all, can, y'all can afford to not take baths, but y'all can do this weird stuff. Yeah, the the pri the priorities are all off. Yeah, all off. Really though. So in Mad's room, Anna tells Mad that having another plasma separation treatment before six months is dangerous, but Mad wants it anyway. What plasma separation is? No it idea. Doesn't seem helpful to the aging process to it, me. It doesn't. It sounds taking very dangerous. Pl- that's just like taking parts of your blood cells apart. That doesn't seem like that would help with aging in any way. Are they, are they trying to be like, you know, if we separate it, then they'll make new, like, healthy 
cells. But I that's don't blood. Know. That doesn't have anything to do with your cells. I, I don't know. It, it just weird. <laughs> very weird. And then that seems very dangerous. Yeah, right? That that's seems, what I'm saying. That seems like that could cause an autoimmune disease or something. That seems very dangerous. Right. Or I feel like some type of like organ failure. Or I don't blood know. clots or right. something. That does not sound good. I feel like if you do that, it reveals like terrible things that are inside you that were yeah. fine before you messed with it. Yeah. If that's a real thing, please don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> So Anna tries to give different options, but Matt tells her that nothing works for her anymore before going to leave. She comes back when she tells her that she'd offer her any amount of money because she wants like change so bad. Okay, so for someone who says she's tried everything, she doesn't seem to have tried everything. Yeah. Like literally all she really needed was a little bit of Botox and then like um a boob lift like that's all she needed yeah really though but like maybe the rest was like natural aging process that i don't think you can reverse yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they are interrupted by a cough from mr chagall who when did he get into this room who oh that was scary yeah that was scary like literally the camera panned to that seat and he was not there they turned for five seconds turned back to the seat and he was there yeah frightening yeah he was just lounging like he's been there the whole time yeah so mr chagall is there and he sends anna away matt apologizes but he says he sympathizes with her but tells her that they are but mere mortals and are restricted by the laws of nature. He's also having this weird twitching thing happening to his face. Like one of his eyes just like keeps freaking out. Mm-hmm. Matt is. <laughs> yeah, there's something not right going on. Not with this man. right going on here. Matt is confused, but accepts that they can't do anything for her. When he brings up the object of money, she says she wasn't kidding and that it wasn't an issue. Chagall then turns off the camera that's in the room. Why is there a camera in the room? Uh, got me. Uh, I don't know. Aren't people like getting undressed in this room Isn't for this, like procedures? Right, are there not medical procedures happening here? Right. That's weird. <laughs> that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so Chagall turns the camera off and asks if she's heard about Oh man, this is, it's been a minute since I watched the movie. Is it Liesl? Yeah, I think, I thought it was Liesl. Okay, because the way they spell it doesn't look like Liesl. So he asks if she she has heard about Liesl von Ruhmann, who would be willing to help her anytime and hands her a business card before leaving. Mad then calls Chagall a weirdo before ripping up the business card. That night, Ernest and Matt are on their way to Helen's party. And when they arrive, it's very impressive. Ernest is then at the bar when he is noticed by a woman named Vivian Adams. She thanks him for taking such good care of her aunt, who I guess had passed away sometime, and for making her look so good for her funeral. that She said it would have been a waste to bury her, which, (laughs) ah, no thanks. And when she asks him how he did it, he tells her it's spray paint. Yeah. Something called mannequin spray paint. Never yeah, heard of it. Never heard but... of it. 
I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. He goes into great detail of the process before scaring off Vivian. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know that either. Uh, yeah, I would not. Embalmers, especially... embalmers do not mention to people how you make their loved ones not look dead. Please, yeah, please don't do I that. Don't do it. I don't need to know about all the organ mm-hmm. sucking. I don't need to know about all the spray paint you're putting on their skin. No. I don't need to know about the fact that you had to wire their mouth shut. I don't need to know any of that. Uh-uh, no, we're good. Please, no. We're good. I'll just accept the fact that they look great. Right. I'm pay just gonna, you and you yeah. can go on your way. I'm going to pretend like they're sleeping and yeah. go on with my day. Exactly. So he leaves the bar and joins Matt asking if she's seen Helen when she says she isn't even there yet. They hear clapping and turn to look back to look at the back of a bigger woman being photographed who they assume is Helen. Madden starts to comment about her weight when the woman moves aside, revealing a very good looking Helen in a red dress. Now that's how you show them up, Helen. <laughs> that's what you should have did from the beginning. Right. Right. Get get a hold on your mental health first and foremost. And then work on yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Matt then says that they have to leave, but Ernest says they should go and talk to her. Matt says that she'll talk to her alone. And as she approaches, um, time seems to slow down before she turns around to walk away, but she is caught by Helen. They embrace and Ernest moves, Ernest waves to her from behind Matt's back and Helen looks upset. They talk and Helen says she's surprised that Matt even came. Helen then asks how her and Ernest are doing and Mad lies saying that they are happy and she feels terrible for stealing him from her and Helen tells her that it isn't her fault and it's Ernest for leaving her and going to him before uh, kissing her on the cheek. We can blame the man, I I guess. In this scenario, they're both at fault. Yeah, there was a motive yeah from mad so she's just as much at fault so mad is at the book table with vivian and another woman and when she tells them how old helen really is they are shocked she's 50 by the way mm-hmm. they say in this movie and if you've seen her she does not look anybody's 50 no anybody's 50 at least for a white woman <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying Mad then sees Ernest being walked to a private spot with Helen and watches them talk. Helen can, Helen can see that Ernest is unhappy and he tells her that he'd sell his soul to operate again. Helen reassures him and says that Mad is the problem and says the reverse of what she told Mad, that she is the problem and not him. Mm-hmm. Are we ever told why he can't operate? I know he's like, is it because of his drinking? They never tell Maybe? Us. I don't know. And it's not like... In which case, he could just stop drinking. Right. It's not like Mad would have forced him to become an, an embalmer. Yeah. He would have wanted him to stay a plastic surgeon. Yeah. That, like, was, that was weird to me. Yeah, Why, it never, how they never How they never explained that. Like, he gets so angry about her, about it later. And mm-hmm. we're like, bro... <laughs> When did she ever tell you to change? (laughs) So back home, Ernest looks at a picture he has of him and Helen, which, why did he keep, by the way? You were the one that left her. We already know he's grimy. 
Yeah. There, there's no explanation needed. He's a grimy man. Yeah. Before he hears Mad leaving the house. Mad then goes to see Dakota, a younger guy. She's he has a name? A... Yeah, his name is Dakota. Do not remember him ever saying his name or her ever saying his name, but okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and she finds that they aren't alone. She hears a woman in his house and asks who it is, and he's lying very terribly. Yeah. She... Why even lie? Right. Just like, at that point, just say there is somebody in there because yeah, he was getting like halfway through sentences and having to pause. He could have been like, yeah, there's someone here. Come back in 30 minutes. Right. Like if you're chill with that, come back later. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm a little busy. <laughs> And then why was she so butthurt that he had someone else? You're married. Right. You're married. You're married. See, see, this is why I can't do with like affairs. Like I couldn't yeah. be me. Um, how are you going to get jealous when you're the married one? Exactly. Like if you're unhappy, leave. If leave. something's wrong, leave. If you can't work on it, leave. Okay. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. No. Just leave. Okay. <laughs> Don't go out and find somebody else to, to quote unquote help you through it or whatever. And then yes. get and then get jealous when they start exactly dating other people. Yeah. Right. Don't. Gross. So Dakota gets upset at her for treating him that way and mentions that someone thought they looked ridiculous together and tells her to find someone her own age, which sets her off. <laughs> 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 mad then angrily drives off while she's driving she's it's raining and she's driving very crazy oh my gosh the fact that she didn't die is a miracle i thought she was going to die here (laughs) tbh literally could not see out of her uh could not see windshield out of her windshield Mm -hmm. driving in between lanes yeah on the wrong side of the street yeah she should have died she really should have so she then notices her reflection in her rearview mirror and she stops the car and she survives this yeah (laughs) she She was going like 80 and then she just full stopped yeah full stop the car behind her like barely misses her before like going around her she then dumps out her entire purse to find something to fix herself when she notices the card Chagall gave her. We then see Helen performing in front of her mirror before leaving her house and we see her like little desk mirror is covered in photos of Mad and a calendar that shows three days before she eliminates her. Mad is driving to the address on the card and finds a huge dark mansion. When she goes through the door, is answered by a man who reassures her that she's been expecting. She's led into the house and Mad waits around while the man goes to let Liesel know that she's there. Mad looks around before the man comes back and leads her to a man sitting alone, half-dressed, by the way. I think every man in this house is half-dressed that works for Liesel. They're either not wearing a shirt or they're not wearing pants. It's weird. It's one or the other. Yeah. (laughs) And then Liesel, don't get me started on Liesel. Please, oh my gosh. Yo. <laughs> so the man leads her to a half naked man and she sits next to him. I don't know why she has to sit next to him, but she does. Yeah. 
a woman starts speaking and she's actually sitting in a chair at the fireplace that's kind of facing away from Mad and tells her that she's hoped that she would come. Liesl is dressed strangely. She's literally just wearing a necklace and a sheet that's tied to her waist. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. I don't know. And that's, <laughs> the, and that's, the most, that's the most amount of clothes you'll ever see her in. No, the, the ending dress, that's, that's a little more. Mm. It covers her arms. <laughs> 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 and some of her chest. Okay. Um, so she tells Mad that she thought her face was so beautiful on screen and that her husband is just as famous as she is. She tells Mad that they are creatures of spring and Mad gets up to leave because she thinks she's crazy. But Liesl tells her that Mad is scared of herself and the body she once knew and says that she knows her secret. Helen then shows up to Ernest and Mad's house asking for Mad and Ernest asks how she got in because he didn't hear the gate open. Yeah. But... She doesn't answer but asks <laughs> him to tell her to leave and Ernest is confused. She then tries to seduce him and he looks even more confused. He looks like turned on, but confused at the same time. I would be confused too. Like, why are you here? Yeah. Also, Ernest is kind of dumb. Oh, I when... literally wrote that. I literally <laughs> wrote, Ernest is an idiot. I've yeah. never seen a man so easily manipulated. <laughs> But yeah, she's literally like, tell me to leave. And he's like, but you just got here. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know how much of an idiot you have to be to be talked into killing someone in like five right. minutes? Like right. not even over like a span of like days or weeks. Uh -uh. She she talks you into it in like five minutes. Yeah, she's literally just like, you know what? Let's just kill Mad. And he's like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Say less. He's like, here's this plan I just thought of right and he's like great great, great. I, i'm glad someone has a plan because that's not me it's never me <laughs> so back with uh Liesl, she continues to sympathize with mad about her getting old and mad says that it's just the natural law which sets off Liesl. she catches mad looking at a box guarded by two dobermans and that's it <laughs> 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 and gets the box it's kind of Egyptian looking. Yeah, even though Liesl is very much white. Yeah, we don't know where this came from. And we never get an explanation. Or how they get more. Yeah, true. Never explained. Yeah, we don't see like some weird cauldron full of stuff or anybody making it. It's just... It's just in a box. It's just there. <laughs> <laughs> so she opens the box and it holds a little perfume looking kind of bottle and the woman tells her that it's a touch of magic a potion and when mad asks what it does the woman asks her how old she thinks she is mad guesses some ages but the woman tells her that she's actually 71 even though she looks like she's about i don't know late 20s early 30s mm -hmm. and liesel tells her it stops the aging process and mad instantly asks how much it is Liesl tells her that the price is different for everyone and then she writes it down and shows Mad and Mad laughs and goes to leave but she makes her stay. 
we never we, know how we much never it know how much it is yeah never yeah she literally writes it on a paper shows it to her and burns it yeah i mean personally living forever sounds like hell to me true but for someone who's like exceptionally beautiful i'm guessing whatever amount it is would be worth it i guess but I like guess. why is it why is it different for everyone that's what i want to know maybe maybe she believes in equality and she does it based on like your net your net worth okay so like if somebody like with a little less than their bank account came in and she's like you know what you can sign me a cool thousand and we're good yeah like if i <laughs> walked in there right now she'd be like sweetie just give me five dollars right exactly because <laughs> i like i don't even have to check your bank account i could just look at your car and you and be like you know what 15 enough yeah that's enough <laughs> how about you treat me to like taco bell you know what and that's, <laughs> yeah that's good enough for me <laughs> can i get something off the dollar menu is that right. too much right is the value menu too much i'll only get two things i swear i it swear won't, it won't be over five dollars <laughs> So Liesl opens the bottle and then pricks Mad's finger and puts a drop of the tonic on it and it de-ages her hand. Now that and doesn't affect the rest of her body. doesn't make sense to Yeah, because she literally put it in her blood. She put it in her blood. It should have traveled. Whoever wrote this movie does not understand blood at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah, they literally <laughs> looked at it and was like, you know what, this is, this is how it goes. I mean, yeah. if she put it on her hand only i would have understood yeah but you put it in the bloodstream you put it in her man. bloodstream that's going into her entire body yeah it's being flushed around everywhere i don't know <laughs> so mad then asks liesl how much it is and says is the check okay liesl warns her that she is entitled to care there for 10 years and then she has to fade from the spotlight so no one notices how she isn't aging. Even though she's already 50. Yeah, like she should have left immediately. <laughs> like that 10 years isn't going to work. It's not. Like 50 to 60. Like yeah. everybody's going to be like, what's going on here? Yeah. Maybe if she was 40. Yeah. Maybe if she was 40. Yeah, because the the uh, transformation is drastic. Drastic. It's drastic. Like all like her frown lines and mm -hmm. her hair color. Gone hair color, hair texture. Like it's mm -hmm. like more volum voluminous mm -hmm. now and like thicker. Right. And like, then, like maybe you could explain away the hair, but everything else. Yeah. And then her like her waist. Yeah, her waist gets cinched. Yeah. And then her boobs go up higher. Uh-huh. And her neck seemingly gets longer. Like that was weird. To yeah, me. it was weird. It like it like elongated her neck for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how she would have been able to get ten years, maybe yeah. maybe four, and then people yeah. were like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, because after that, they would have been like, "Oh, you're you know you're getting closer to 60 Right. It's supposed to show. <laughs> so Mad hands her a check, and she then drinks the liquid. Her whole body lights up and she shakes a little before the woman, before Liesl, tells her to take care of her body before giving her a pin. She didn't explain that well. She really didn't. <laughs> this, is what, think... this, is, this is what I want to say for right now. She didn't explain that well. 
Mad goes to leave and catches her reflection in the mirror and thinks it hasn't worked, but watches as her body gets tighter and younger and she is happy. Oh, and her butt went like two inches up. Yeah. <laughs> it lifted a little bit. A, a little. A little. So Ernest and Helen are fooling around when Helen pulls away and says that she can't do this. She says that she's been ruined, that he's been ruined, and that Matt is breaking his heart. Ernest admits that he's going to divorce her, and Helen says that's exactly what Matt wants to do to him because they'll, he'll end up with nothing. Which isn't right. true. Which isn't true. He would end up with half. Yeah, that's how California that's divorces That's how California work. works. <laughs> I, maybe the writer wasn't from California and decided Could, not to do any research. <laughs> I'm convinced whoever wrote this movie did absolutely no research at all. Because yeah. we had the plasma thing that didn't make any sense. Yeah. The fact that they put the, po- the potion into her blood and it didn't affect her entire body. Right. And then, and then this. California divorce. <laughs> didn't understand California divorce. It's always 50-50. Yeah. Unless you have a prenup. Yeah. Which I'm sure and they e- do. And, and even then, if you have a good lawyer, you can get that thrown out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so Helen says that she can't get away with it, but Ernest has given up. Helen tells him of a plan to get away, which turns out to be a plan to murder Mad. Let me tell you something. One, one thing. Yeah. Um, if you're having an affair with someone and they tell you to kill your spouse... They are either one trying to marry you so that eventually they can kill you and get all the, your money, yeah. or two, they're working with your spouse. Those are the yeah. only two things I can see that that would work. Yeah, that makes sense. I I truly doubt that they love you enough that they're like, let's just kill this person and we'll be together forever. I truly doubt that. Yeah. Also, that just sounds very unstable to me. And I would have yeah. just been like, you know what? Like, that's Maybe not. Great. That's, that's great. We'll work on this tomorrow as I'm slowly dialing 911. Right, right. <laughs> Let's sleep on it, you know? Make yeah. sure we're really okay with this. And yeah. then we'll do it, you know? I need, to, I need to memorize the plan first. So let me go to mm-hmm. sleep. And then I'll, yeah. like, I'll write it down 100 times tomorrow. <laughs> While I'm at a police station. Yeah. <laughs> Giving them your information. I have a I have a buddy there. I think yeah. you'll like him. I'm just gonna give him your phone number. Yeah, y'all can talk. It's okay. Yeah. So Helen says that when Mad goes to sleep, Ernest will go to the study and cover each type of wine glass with it with narconol. I've never heard of narconol. It it's makes not me a real think thing. Like it's not real. Because when I was typing it in, when I was doing my notes, like it kept coming up as like an error. Yeah. Like it wasn't a word. And I was like, oh, so it's not a thing. Cool. Yeah, mine has a, a, a red squiggle underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Which she says is a powerful alcohol-based tranquilizer. And when Helen calls, she'll get in- herself invited for dinner. And at dinner, Helen will propose a toast and the Narconol covered glass will knock out Mad. And they'll make it look like Mad died by staging her to look like she was drunk and drove herself off a cliff. And it will be the perfect crime and they will be free. This plan was awful. Um, one thing, the Narconol would not dissolve in her body if she's dead. 
Yeah, it wouldn't you, have time to process. You need circulation. You need white blood cells to dissolve the poison. It wouldn't dissolve if she's dead. They would have had to keep her alive for a while. A, a while. <laughs> yeah. Which seemingly was not a part of their plan. They seemingly no. immediately gave her the poison, immediately put her in a car, put way too much alcohol in there. Yeah. <laughs> There's like 20 bottles in the car. 20 bottles. And they had, and they poured it on poured the it outside on the of the car. Yeah. I was like, that's suspicious. Yeah. Like Bad. I would get it if there was like maybe four bottles in there. Yeah. And like maybe one is unopened. You know what yes. I mean? But like the there amount like, of bottles. There was like 20 bottles of empty alcohol in that yeah. car. Yeah. Also, how did they get her to hold on to the steering wheel and push the gas pedal without like like some kind of something to keep her stuck there? I have no idea. Because they never mentioned like sticking her like sticking tape or like like somehow sticking her leg out and keeping it like out to step on the gas pedal. They literally just show it stuck there. <laughs> yeah, made no sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is not the perfect crime. <laughs> and then wouldn't their handprints be all over the car and the bottles because they weren't wearing gloves? They weren't. Like I get that the car burned, but someone's gonna notice. Someone's and then gonna their, find something. And then their plan was for one of them to call the police to report a drunk driver um that's a that's a trail yeah it is it <laughs> shows calls, you in the those, vicinity those calls are recorded yeah yeah <laughs> mm, all bad but, yeah because they're immediately going to look into helen and Ernest and going to find that they were once engaged they're going to find the the list of men that mad stole from helen like they'll they'll know from <laughs> helen's um previous institutionalized visit that she hates mad yeah it would have been all bad oh my gosh and her hotel room it has all those pictures of mad in an eliminate her yeah banner yeah (laughs) for someone who's been spending seven years planning this out she didn't do it well she really didn't she really did it and she said it was a perfect crime like come yeah. on <laughs> come on if she really wanted a perfect crime no no keep on you know no 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 we're not gonna incriminate anybody here no no so, no ideas given <laughs> after hearing all that Ernest says that they can't do it with the prospect of starting his life all over again he gives in mad then drives into her house while Helen walks out when Mad gets in, Ernest spots her and he watches as she goes to her room and gets changed. Ernest confronts her as she leaves the room. He accuses her of using him and when he calls her cheap, she goes off calling him names and says that he's not even a real man anymore. Oh, she went off off. Like she, she really went off. did not hold back. And I was yeah. like, wow, Helen, how do you really feel? Right, like or not she, Helen, Mad. Mad. How do you really feel? She really did not have to go that hard. I will just say right now. She did not. She did not. She did not. Ernest snaps and chokes her, but lets her go before she can die. But she's balanced precariously above the stairs and asks him to help her up and calls him a name, which then makes him push her down. Why would you insult someone who could save your life? (laughs) Yeah. That was bad. Also, 
if even if he did save her, she needed to leave him. Any person that's can get upset and start choking you, no. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be verb like verbally abusive like that, but the fact that he actually did snap. Yeah. He could do it again. He could do that again. 100%. Yeah, no, leave that house. Yeah, leave, go. <laughs> Divorce him. So she falls down the stairs and dies. And also, can I just say her death scene on the stairs was very long. It was, oh my gosh. <laughs> there were different angles. Like, we get it. She's dead. Matt is then uh, in a heap on the floor and Ernest goes to her and checks her pulse. And when she finds, and when he finds none, freaks out and calls Helen and tells her that he killed her. Helen asks how he could go off the plan and they continue talking while we see Mad putting herself back together behind Ernest. The animation was awful. Yeah. It looked just as bad as the animation in Who Framed Roger Rabbit when spoiler alert even though this movie's been out for like 30 plus years <laughs> when the inspector guy turns out to be a tune and he like starts like wobbling after he's been flattened that's how uh, bad it, yeah. that's how bad it looks yeah it's a little janky it's janky it's janky so helen is coaching ernest on what to say and do with the police when matt approaches ernest her head is backward and he freaks out, but Mad tells him she just needs to make a call. And when Ernest points out that her head is backward, she freaks out. Mad asks what's wrong with her and tells him to fix it. And when he won't, she does it for him. But looking at her neck, there's still something wrong with it. And she tells him that she needs to go to a doctor. Ernest then races her to the hospital and freaks out. Mad tells the doctor that she fell down the stairs and when he goes to check her finds that her wrist is fractured and that her neck is broken. Yes. Like two two vertebrae are broken. Yes. So the doctor and Ernest think she's in shock but when he goes to check for um, a heartbeat he doesn't find anything. What I thought was so funny was that Ernest who is a doctor was like, check her for shock. You can't check someone for shock. You can't. You, it, mm, you can't. It's just, it's, it, it's a response from a bot, from your body. It's not yeah. like they're telltale signs. Now I see why he's no longer practicing medicine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure people get the uh, uh, like elevated heart rate and stuff like that, but I feel like it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, we're not doctors, by the way. <laughs> we say this every episode. We are not doctors. Yeah. <laughs> we are not uh, Egyptologists. We are not. No. Just for the record, anything. I graduated with a music degree. He graduated with a business one. Yes. So a business anything... one that I may or may not ever get to use. <laughs> <laughs> anything not in those realms, take it with a huge grain of salt. Even within those realms. <laughs> Don't take business advice from me. I know nothing. <laughs> I just know how to write papers. Yeah, I know how to, I can write you a paper. You want me to write you a paper? <laughs> so, um, the doctor says that he needs to go get a second opinion and leaves the room. And Ernest, um, be, well, because by all accounts, she's dead. So he goes to get a second opinion and Ernest just confirms it. 
And when he mentions that she is in violation of every nature of law, she is shocked and passed out. Ernest then leaves to go find her help, but he finds people dying or in need of urgent care and just goes back to her room. He finds the room empty and a nurse there, and she tells him that she's sorry for his loss and that she's dead and was taken down to the morgue. Oh, and that he doc- tells- and didn't that doctor like have like a heart attack or something? I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's who was dying in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he says that she will be furious and goes to find her. On his way to the morgue, Ernest passes three crying floating nuns which are never mentioned again, by the way. That was horrifying. There's so many, like, small little parts of this movie that are horrifying. Uh-huh. That was one of them. Yeah. They're literally just walking down the hall from the morgue, floating and crying. Crying. Nightmare fuel. Yeah, like, that's the last thing I want to see going my, going down to the morgue. Like, don't do that to me right now. So in the morgue, Ernest opens the fridge and the body bag and there is mad. She starts to freak out, but Ernest is excited and takes it as a sign or a miracle that they are meant for one another because she is still alive after he killed her. <laughs> Helen is outside Mad's house when Ernest speeds. Oh, what did I write here? Can Helen just... is outside yeah. Mad's house. Yes. And Ernest speeds up to the house. And she sees what she thinks is Mad's dead body in the front seat. Ernest heads into the grounds and Helen watches from the gate as he pulls Mad's body into the house. Helen climbs the gate and sneaks to the house, but freaks out when the car is started again and goes to run, but trips and is almost run over. Like half an inch away from being run over. Yeah. If he had blinked one more time, her mm-hmm. head would have been clean off. Yeah, would have been crushed. Helen then drives her car after and follows Ernest to a place where he gets formaldehyde. Ernest looks like he's dressing a corpse, but it turns out to be mad. Well, which is true. She's she's dead. Why was he filling her with formaldehyde? That didn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know what formaldehyde is used for. It's used to stop the, uh, your organs from deteriorating, liquefying. Oh, then yeah, maybe maybe she doesn't need that so she doesn't look like... Sorry for that flat. visual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, will her organs liquefy? Because then that makes no sense. I mean, she'll live. Like she'll live. She doesn't... Whatever. I think it's more for appearance than anything because like if the insides go away then how will she look full? Skitty! Skitty queen! queen. I mean she really could have they really could have just taken out some organs (laughs) they literally could have treated her like a -a (laughs) Build-A-Bear Like Doja Cat said uh skinny like Wiz Khalifa yes like yeah Khalifa so the phone um Ernest is working and Matt asks who keeps calling and Ernest just rips the cord out of the wall Ernest is still working on Mad when she moves he's doing her face makeup and messes up his work he leaves her to go get more supplies and goes down the stairs to find Helen 
She asks where Mad's body is when he's covered with paint. And when she asks what, what's going on, he drags her outside. Ernest tells Helen that she's resting. And Helen says that she's dead and says that they have to hide the body while Mad listens from upstairs. Ernest tries to talk to her again when Mad shows up and asks what they've been plotting. Helen is in shock and Ernest tells her to go. When he follows Mad, he sees that she's taken a shotgun off the wall and Mad shoots Helen into the fountain. <laughs> Zero hesitation, by the way. Zero hesitation. And what's her name? Helen? Mm-hmm. Helen, like her entire stomach is gone. Yeah. I mean, she kind of point blank shot a shotgun into Helen's stomach. Yeah. So her stomach is just gone. Gone. Ernest is shocked, but Matt is unbothered saying she was protecting herself. Ernest is still freaking out about the police, but Matt says they'll bury Helen like they were planning to bury her. He says he won't do it, but she threatens him with the knowledge that he's a murderer and he goes along. I mean, she really could have, though. Yeah. Because she is dead. She just wouldn't have to blink or, like, move. How she would get out of the body bag at the morgue, though. True. And Uh, the um, fridge. Yeah. I mean, she had half a plan. (laughs) Half a plan. Like, was she just going to let them bury her? Maybe she could have left a note for like Liesl and said like keep track of where my body is. Can you please like unbury me? <laughs> come 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 find me in like two months after the trial has happened. Right. Like maybe I'll just sleep it off. <laughs> <laughs> so Ernest and Matt are setting up their supplies when Helen gets up from the from the water with a hole in her stomach and they both freak out. Ernest is in shock, but Matt quickly finds her pin and goes to find one on Helen. Ernest thinks it's another miracle, but the found pin tells otherwise. Matt and Helen ask each other when they took the potion and how much it cost when Ernest says it isn't a miracle. It's a curse now. Honestly, Yeah. (laughs) Helen hits Matt with a shovel and they start fighting. Oh my gosh. When Helen swung, was swinging the shovel, you could see this green screen on her stomach. (laughs) Can you really? yes oh my gosh that's incredible i don't think i was looking at her stomach (laughs) i just i kept seeing like little green stuff on her stomach and i was like she's wearing a red shirt what's going on oh okay yeah yeah it was bad (laughs) so ernest tries to stop them but he gives up and goes upstairs mad goes to form a truth after a while because they can't inflict any pain on each other but Helen won't have it and wants her revenge for the pain Mad gave her for each man that she stole. But Mad says it was Helen who started it when her and her friends called her cheap and not invite her to the to her parents' house for the parties that she had. Helen gives excuses for it, but doesn't admit that she actually called Mad cheap. But Mad won't let it go and wants Helen to admit it. They both walk to the couch and admit that they hurt each other and apologize. I don't think they they meant it. Yeah. (laughs) Why were they friends? This is 100% toxic friendship. Yeah. Toxic friendship where you're okay with each other for maybe two seconds out of the day. And then the rest, you just. You're fighting. Yeah. You're fighting. You're planning the demise of the other. No. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. (laughs) 
So Helen and Mad then go to Ernest because they're BFFs now and apologize for their actions downstairs and act all buddy-buddy. But Ernest tells them that he's leaving. Um, but they say that he has to fix them before leaving. He agrees, but only on the condition that they let him leave when he's done and never find him ever again. Later, Helen and Matt are raving about their touch-ups when Matt goes to get something off Helen. Some of the paint comes off too. Oh, I thought that was her skin. I thought no, no, her no, skin no. was filling off. Okay. Not because they're dead, so technically their bodies are cold and gray. Oh. So they have to look quote unquote alive. So they start to worry about their future complexions and Helen says that they have to make Ernest take the potion. Matt and Helen come up with a plan and show up to Ernest and give him a drink, which is the glass is covered with Narconol. Mm -hmm. And before he goes to drink it, starts to talk and pours out the drink because he says he's an alcoholic <laughs> before leaving. Because he is. <laughs> Mad then hits him in the head with a vase, and so does Helen. And they save him before he actually falls yeah. down the stairs because he they hit him. On the stairs. Yeah, same spot where Mad died. Ernest wakes up in Liesel's house, and when she gets out of the pool, tells him that she's glad he's awake and offers him a gift and gives him the same demonstration that she gave Mad with the potion. But for some reason, he doesn't have to pay. Yeah, he doesn't. They were literally just going to give it to him. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know what... I mean, she did say the price was different for each person, but she's still... But his price she's... is nothing. I guess. Okay. I guess. So he is impressed, and she commends him on stopping time for other people that he's worked on and asks him to do the same for himself this time. But before he can take the potion, he stops and asks what he'll do with his eternal life. And how he'll feel when the people around him die and says that they should be stopped. Liesel's men go to stop him, but she says he won't get far because of his age. <laughs> Ernest ends up in the party upstairs. And we see a bunch of people there and some past actors that they're saying live forever now. <laughs> yeah, like Elvis was there. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe was there. It's, so it's a lot. Apparently, anyone who's died seemingly young, yeah, and was famous, yeah, lives eternally now. So is Biggie and Tupac in there too? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> that would really give weight to the rumors that Tupac is living in Cuba. Yo, it really would. That that was a mist. <laughs> that was a mist. But this was before. Oh, it was they before. Died. Damn. So, but Should they're there now. They're, they're there, there now. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been added to the party. <laughs> so the party is then interrupted by Chagall when Helen and Mad notice that Ernest is looking a little pale still, and they find out that he hasn't taken the potion and go after him. Chagall says that Liesel is on her way, and Ernest gets in an elevator and goes up after the room is sealed. Once off the elevator, he is chased by the two Domermans from earlier, but he gets away. He ends up on the roof and with no way out, but finds an exit across um, the roof. Ernest climbs the roof and Matt and Helen catch up to him and spook him enough that he almost falls off the roof. He is caught by his, his suspenders on the gutter and swings out to them, but isn't close enough to get pulled in. Matt tells him to take the potion because that's the only way he'll survive. 
the gutter keeps breaking and they keep begging. And when they say they need him, he drops the potion and his suspenders break and drops him into the pool below, which he survives, by the way. Mm -hmm. And it was very high. It was super high. And he crashes through a glass um, ceiling. Yeah, into a pool that couldn't have been deeper than like six feet. Yeah. He should not have come out alive. No. But Ernest survives and he gets out of the pool and goes to leave by stealing a car as Liesl, Matt, and Helen come outside. Matt and Helen are on the hunt to find him, but they can't. And they then vow to depend on one another to keep themselves looking good forever. It doesn't work. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, it does not. 37 years later, Ernest's funeral is going on. We learned that he got married at 50, had two sons and four daughters, and spread the good word to the world and lived a good life. In the back is Matt and Helen wearing shrouds, laughing at the program. Helen has something in her eye, and when she pulls um, her little handkerchief away, notices that some of the paint on her face is coming off. And so they cause a fuss trying to find a can of spray paint that they use for their skin. So to the point that they just have to leave. And when the pastor says that he learned the secret to eternal life and youth, they turn around. But it, they, he just says that he found it through his family and his good actions. And Mad and Helen just like, <laughs> huh, like sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so outside, Helen and Mad take off the shroud and they look terrible, oh by the gosh. way. Literally, that was the last note I put. I put, they look gross. Yeah, they look grody. Like you think after 37 years, they'd learn how to at least do something better than whatever's going on there. Yeah, because it looked like they had paper mache mask on. Yeah, it looked like they were just gluing things to their face at some point. It looked awful. As they talk, the can of spray paint is on a step outside and they argue right above it. When Helen goes to take a step down, she slips on the can and goes to fall and when mad won't help her drags her down with her and they fall down a couple of stairs and break into pieces yeah that was weird but they're still alive yeah how are they going to explain that to whoever walks by all right at that point just that's it and will they ever die or i i don't know because yeah, I don't. I think they have to wait until their bodies literally just disintegrate, <laughs> which is happening very quickly, by the way. Like, or are they just going to be ash in a couple of hundred of years, still talking? I guess. I mean, I guess that's why Liesl tells them to take care of themselves. But like, doesn't your body like age on its own? So like, how well? is taking care of yourself going to do for you i have no idea oh but that's the end of the movie by the way sorry (laughs) so um i'm gonna hit you with some movie facts okay meryl streep accidentally scarred goldie hawn's cheek with a shovel during the fight scene were they using real shovels I don't think so, but whatever they were made out of was tough enough to cut Goldie Hawn's cheek and leave a scar. Why was it not made out of foam? I don't know. I guess you could tell the difference. I don't know. <sighs> okay. Um, a pneumatic bra 
was built to create the effect where Meryl Streep's breasts become higher and firmer after drinking the potion, but the effect didn't look realistic enough. So in order to get the shot, Meryl Streep's dresser stood behind her out of sight to the camera and pushed her breast up into position. Hilarious. I love it. How'd they do her butt? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they had a, a, a pneumatic uh, underwear for her too. I honestly don't know. So Meryl Streep declared the film her first, last, and only time working with special effects. She That's said it not true. Really? She was in, in the into the woods. Oh, you're right. She's a liar. She's a liar. <laughs> She said it was like going to the dentist, doing the special effects shots. I don't mind going to the dentist. Never yeah, me have. Neither. Never have. So the original ending filmed for this movie was radically different than the one that we saw. At the end of the first cut, Bruce Willis's character, Ernest, met and fell in love with a bartender played by Tr Tracy Ullman who helped him fake his own death and escaped the mortal cult to live happily ever after. Okay. It's kind of boring. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like, oh, great. I, I see why they dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the funeral was, was a lot funnier. Yeah. So, is this movie iconic or not? It was good, but I'm going to say no. Really? Okay. Yeah, it, it was a good movie. I liked it. Will I watch it again? Maybe not. But it, it, I laughed a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I was not aware that Bruce Willis was in this movie. Yeah, me neither. Because <laughs> I've, I've seen the like poster for it before. Uh-huh. He does not look like Bruce Willis. Did not know that was Bruce Willis. Yeah. But yay. Yeah. Um, I, I want Meryl Streep to do more comedies. Me too. And also, can I can we get Bruce Willis to do it too? Because yeah. I like him playing the dumb male. What the fuck was that, Kelly? Um, I don't know. What's that's, going on in my neighborhood? That scared the crap out of me. What was that? Oh shit, it's a um uh it's an ambulance. Oh, who died? Bruh, we've we've had that before here. <laughs> don't say that. Oh no. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> take it back, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, but back to the movie. Um, yes. Yeah, I want, and also, where is Goldie Hawn? She has not been in anything in a hot minute. Yeah, where is she? Like, what, what, I feel like she hasn't done a movie in years. I mean, I think she just did a Christmas movie with her husband. Really? Like last year. But other oh, than that, she's 75. I've not seen her in anything. Wow. Maybe her 10 years hit and she can't be in the spotlight anymore. Who <laughs> <Yeah>. knows? <laughs> maybe she's uh maybe she's doing TV now. Solely, maybe. Maybe. Oh no, she was in the Christmas Chronicles. That's what it was. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah, her last movie was last year okay the christmas chronicles too i have not seen a single one of those movies but, Me neither. okay 
but yeah okay um i i kind of think it's iconic okay it's a good movie oh what the sorry um if it's a really good movie it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. yes i do like the love-hate relationship between matt and helen because you just know they just hate each other more than they actually like each other yeah they should not be together at all they really shouldn't but the fact that they're stuck together for eternity is just hilarious (laughs) like y'all deserve that they do (laughs) they really do also i'd like to see um bruce willis as um the bumbling idiot more often yeah i feel like he played that very well Like action, you were good in those movies, but can we get just one more? He's kind of too old to be doing action anymore. So yeah, let's start doing yeah, the bubbling idiot. Yeah, come on now. I'm sure there's roles for that yeah. somewhere. You can do it. Yeah. Okay. Any recommendations this week? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I have two. Okay. My first one is Don't Take Me Home by Tori Kelly. Love that Ooh. song the only really the only song i like on that album because the rest of the album i think is boring oh okay boring what is that's her like that was her her quarantine album right like the album she made in quarantine yeah boring boring uh yeah but she put crack and don't take me home (laughs) she really did um so yeah listen to that and then my okay. second one is a documentary type show oh, okay. on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. They go, oh, yeah. They go into depth about movies that everyone loves. I just finished watching the Pretty Woman episode. <gasps> oh. Did you know that most of that movie is like improvised? Like it was not in the script at all. I can believe that because I, I think- know... I know that the uh, um, the necklace reveal uh, scene yeah, was, that was improvised. improvised, but like most of that movie is improv- like the script uh-huh. and the movie not the same. <laughs> really? At all. at all. In fact, the movie was supposed to be way darker. Oh. And then it somehow ended up being a comedy. Don't know how that happened. What the heck? <laughs> Don't know how it happened at all. But yeah, watch it. It's a good thing i'm going to watch the jurassic park episode soon i hope can't wait to learn about that movie but yeah okay (laughs) um my i only have one recommendation this week okay it is a song by evan mcintosh called coco pebbles you you always have the most interesting song (laughs) titles i really i really do you you really do. <laughs> um, it's it's not your your normal song. I will is just say like, that. Is it like the Reese's Puff song? Reese's Puff, Reese's Puff. Reese's Puff, Reese's Puff. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> Love songs about cereals. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's I think the closest um description I can make, but yeah. Go give Cocoa Pebbles a try. Okay. Cocoa the song, Pebbles. not the cereal. <laughs> Unless you've never tried the cereal, then. I haven't. I don't like chocolate, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, that was a mess. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. 
We have a Twitter and Instagram. They're both at SYTYI Podcast. We also have a YouTube that is doing very well in India. Let's go. Because of our um, The Mummy episode. Really? 13,000 views. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. So, like, go listen to old episodes there. Yeah. Um, also, don't forget to send us your movie requests and your movie stories at our email, sytyipodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know anything about any of the stuff we were talking about, please email us. Yes, please. Is, we're that, just pl- gonna, is that plasma yeah. thingy real? Yes. If it Narcanol. Is, is, it, is it safe? Yeah. Please let us know. Please. Do you also believe that Tupac lives in Cuba? Right. Do you think he took the uh, the potion? The potion. Please let us know. Yes. Um, also, you can share it with your friends and your family. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Five stars, please. Please and thank you. Also, I'm just going to brush through this because I've said it a million and fifty two thousand <laughs> times. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay iconic. Stay iconic, y'all. Bye. Bye.